not gonna do it. I'm oh, what is it? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! He chose violence. Wow! He said the offside. Anto, the gesture of the offside. But he gotta respond. We're not live anyway. Oh, we're, oh live. we're live. Oh, we are live, Faiza. All right. You want a reaction? You're not going to get a reaction. <laughs> I'm going to just say what what I say when it's my time to talk. and then and Now then it's he, your time to talk, Anto. It's my time to talk? Show him. No, we're not live, are we? Oh, I'm recording, so we <laughs> are. Right, yeah. no, we're not live, so. <laughs> That's not when we're live and then I'm I am No, no, we are. Oh, go ahead. I'm that serious. <laughs> we can we can <laughs> Man, all you did was raise your hand up and you triggered him so much. Uh, Guys, uh, everybody, welcome damn, to the podcast, dude. the IFTV podcast. Is this the this is the last podcast of the year, of, right? Of the year. Of the year, yeah, because we right. only have one more game of Serie A, which is going to be tomorrow, mid-week, this yep. midweek. Uh, what an interesting uh, 2021. Well, we're not going to do anything. Been, maybe we could do something special. We should true. do a special uh, we can do Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve uh, in the morning. You're going to come on New Year's? Yeah. Oh, you got Your wife for is us? not going to say yes to that. Soccer before everything, okay? Is that right? Culture sure. over everything. Culture over That's everything. That's right. Or uh, bros before. <laughs> I don't think we don't have to say that for. We don't have to finish say that for. I am finished. You can't do it. You can do that. You got to be careful. Bros before foes. You know what a foe is? Bros before idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so why are you here with us? Oh, you're an idiot, I guess. You're admitting that. Good. I didn't say that you're an idiot, but if you admit it... That's our friends, Anto. Why are you saying that? No, he said it Why you with us. I mean, that means he, he admitted that he's an idiot. Guys, as, as great as this, uh, as this last round was with the amount of drama that we had, uh, we have to thank our premium sponsor, Paramount+. Plus. What an incredible weekend that we had with Bobo Vieri, who is live with us Live from the San Siro with Mateo, with Dre. Very cool to see the the coverage from Paramount. Always stepping up every day in terms of the production value. Uh, because it's cool to have a former player, uh, one of the best ever, Incredible give legend. his opinion, speak about it. You know, I thought it was a, a cool little mix. So thank you for them. They're sponsoring um, our podcast for the entire year. So shout out to Paramount. The link is in the top of the description to download and get yours today what a weekend that we had we're not gonna start off with uh, the way peter started the podcast we're gonna we're gonna ease into it we're gonna ease into the controversy we'll, we'll get to it i know that you have a very strong opinion i know everybody wants to speak about it we'll start with the campioni d'inverno the winter champions inter because milan failed to win inter are crowned champions of winter congratulations pete you won 5-0 against, was it Salernitana this week? Yeah, this, I, I got I lose track because last week I think it was... Is Salernitana still in Serie A or... Uh, uh, wow. They, you should do your, your classic. They got one foot in Serie B and one foot on a banana peel. Wow. That's what, bad. Did you guys beat Salernitana? I hope. I, oh, oh, man. I don't remember. No, Milan definitely did. Right? Yeah, I see, we're not even sure. Pete, you see how everyone attacks now, right? They make it seem like it's easy. So, Peter... You've been uh, the best team so far in this first half of the season. How are you feeling about your squad? It's extremely strong, deep bench, not hit with as many injuries too, as well as uh, Napoli and Milan. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, winter champions is, is a great title, but it doesn't mean anything. In the end, you have to win the Scudetto when it comes down to the end of the season, May. That's when it counts. So we're only halfway there. Obviously, it's a good indication of how this team is looking. I think Inzaghi has built this team off of Conte's hard work 
and he's been able to make slight adjustments that have um, made this made this team look like they're a well-oiled machine. Um, we see a, a nice style of play, attack-minded game. You know, we we were at once complaining early on that we were maybe leaving ourselves way too exposed. But now, now we finally see the balance of this Inter team. And obviously, we have a deep bench. We have players that can come on, such as Correa and Sanchez, that can change the game at a moment's notice. Or when we want to give a break to to Zeko, Lautaro, we have a good mix. And that's not even to say the midfield that we have. Um, Chanaloglu has been a sensational uh, signing. He's scored, what, in the last seven games, I think. He scored or assist. Um so he's filled that void that Ericsson has left. And, you know, we're still waiting to see what sense he can bring when you can bring on, you know, the muscle of Vidal, Gagliardini, Vecino. You know, there's a lot of things going. And my, my biggest worry was maybe the defense, that we don't have the substitutes uh, for the, the three guys in the back. But Ranocchio, when asked to, to do something, he's been able to step in. Di Marco also has, has stepped in, and, and whether it be the left fullback position or the the left, uh, you know, third center back. So and even D'Ambrosio. So I'm I'm pretty happy where we look. And listen, uh, I want to maybe put a comparison to Inzaghi. And obviously it's early. Listen, we can't we can't jump to any conclusions. But you know, uh, the Italians Italians didn't invent pasta, right? The noodles came from China. But his pasta is a double noodle. I'm just explaining to you. The noodles came from, from China. The Italians made it better and created spaghetti. And everyone knows it's Italy for pasta. So Inzaghi, maybe it wasn't the one that, that created this Inter team, but he's been able to make it better. Like and Edison, that's I think the comparison that you're making is garbage. <laughs> like Edison with a light bulb, you could say, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nicholas Tesla invented the light bulb. But Edison got the cred. He made, a, he made a better. What are you guys oh, are we talking can even talk about, about gelato. The Italians didn't make. Oh, how about Listen this? Listen to me. The Turkish the, made all coffee. All three of you, you got it all the wrong. The Turkish made coffee. Alessandro Volta is the one that invented the light bulb. If you're freaking talking on the mic right now and you you you're looking at that that thing, it's Alessandro Volta. He's an Italian guy. And also yeah. Marconi oh, made the radio. Okay. Well, we're, not, we're talking about lights now. Pete. And what about no, the telephone? Just, the telephone was Meucci. Guillermo Marconi. Yeah. No, sure. Meucci. Marconi was the radio. Okay, uh, but regardless, moving on. I do want to okay, say from the Greeks, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> we invented everything else. Yeah, Don't worry. Okay. You guys can take the light bulb. Uh, seven, uh, seven out of the last ten yeah. uh, Winter Champs went on to win the league title. Last year it did not go that way. Milan won it, and uh, and then they reversed. How do you feel? Does that does that make you feel confident? You also, by the way, 100 goals yeah. in the calendar year for yeah. the first time in your team's history. Over 100 goals. Um, just making sure. Give me a check. No, yeah, it's it's great, but it doesn't mean anything until you win it in May. That's number one. But number two is the confidence that you see this team play with and being able to beat the bottom teams and finish them. It's so important. Comfortably, yeah. Look at Juventus. Uh, I mean, the biggest problem with Juventus isn't necessarily... Uh, the top teams when they verse head to head, but losing points to Empoli, losing points to Venezia, Udinese, Udinese, mm. like that's we, where we you're gonna, that's where you're gonna lose the scudetto. Yeah, P, I agree with you a lot. Uh, Inter has, I feel like taken, taken the league by storm almost uh, after like uh, not 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 that good of a start, but they seem to really gel and seem like the team from last season have really awoken. But this time last year. Uh, after the same amount of rounds, um, and now Inzaghi has two more points than Conte did uh, last team after the same amount of rounds, which is pretty impressive. 
Um, but the thing is, uh, for me, which football did you uh, enjoy uh, more overall? Because Bastoni actually said Conte's uh, football was more rigid, he demanded a little bit more, and he said Inzaghi's a little bit more free-flowing and you could be more creative. As a, as a fan, as an Inter fan yourself, what do you think? I think the priority is always to win. Mm-hmm. After that. And then after that, yeah. like when you can win with style, that's where you show the, the team coming together and becoming uh, a powerful team within Italy, but we also hope within Europe. Um, so if if I have to say, I think watching the Inzaghi, Inzaghi's Inter is Inzaghi obviously ball. more enjoyable. We have more players going up. There's more, uh, you know, instead of playing the direct, find Lukaku, and, and try to put the ball over, you see a lot more movement. Um, the team, the midfield can interchange at any time, and Brozovic has, has kept his register role, um, and he's so important for the, for the way this team moves. It's a season of giving. I think it would be nice if every time we speak about somebody else's team, we give one compliment. <laughs> so, Antonio, can you give one compliment to Inter? Oh, this might be tough. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my compliment to them would be uh, congratulation. If you win the the campionate in Venice, which you did, you know you might probably you know that's a compliment. Thank you. And then my wish is that you're gonna hit a huge snag. <laughs> <laughs> then you end up by just uh, you know losing uh, 15, 20 points. One guy that we have to talk about that is on my mind right now. It's the first player that came to mind. We're talking about great teams. I'm thinking about a great player, and I have to tell you when when. When I'm thinking about Serie A and when I'm thinking about watching a match, I see this player and I know this player is in the starting 11 and I see him and I tune in every single time because I don't know what magic he is going to create. I don't know the goals that he's going to score and I don't want to be the one to miss it because it feels like there's a true superstar on our head. Antonio, you are a genius. This is why you're the master of the podcast. I don't know. Dusan I don't know why you, you, why you keeping these players up. You keep bringing up because your wish is to that this guy here is going to go enjoy, join Juventus. Can we, can we focus? On, can we focus on Vlahovic right okay, now? Okay, focus on Vlahovic. On Vlahovic. Right. He scored 33 goals in this calendar year. Still has one more game to play. He equaled Ronaldo's record because Ronaldo also had 33 in a cal- single calendar year. It's a record that goes back to the 1950s where Nortal had more goals than them. So in the three-point era, in modern Serie A, modern football, tied for the most at 21 years old, playing for Fiorentina, which is simply incredible for him. Even, you know, there was one thing. I saw some fans criticizing him because he came off, he got subbed off, and he was pissed. He was pissed at Italiano, he was pissed at everything. And I took this as a good thing. I said, I don't want any player to get subbed off and be happy that he subbed off. This is a striker who's hungry. It's a striker who still felt like he wanted to score. He wants to be on that pitch, and you want a player who's hungry to score goals and never wants to yeah. be on the bench. At the same time, you do have to respect Italiano because Italiano is the reason why this team is as far as it is. And he took him out because they had a red card, and it was smarter to just get a draw against a very strong Sassuolo side. So I understand that. But man, this player, Vlahovic, is unbelievable. Who's the last player? Who's the last young player in this league that we've seen that has the qualities of him? On this league, the last one. As a number nine or... As a nine. Or or it could be like who you've been this excited for to be like on top of world football. Like, um, I genuinely feel like this guy's going to be on top of world football. This not for me, but I've seen a call where he said he's very similar uh, body types and how he plays to Zlatan. 
which yeah. is kind of interesting because they do have similar body uh, body types and how they play, how they hold the ball, how they score spectacular goals and kind of that fearless attitude, you know? That's how Vlaovic, I feel like that's how I've seen him. So I think that would be a good show. I don't know if Anybody you guys have anything in mind. I'm not sure if talent wide you can match uh, you can match him with Sladen, but uh, I don't know. It's just... Uh, you named Ronaldo before, so I would say he's getting closer to uh, to Ronaldo uh, in terms of... Uh, not the gene, not the phenomenal, the the one that the Cristiano? Cristiano? I, I meant more so like a young twenty-one-year-old kid in Serie A. Mm. I don't remember somebody who every single week is like a guarantee. I would say Adriano. Growing up, he was Adriano was spectacular until you know his father passed yeah. away. But he was an unbelievable talent, mm. and what he did, you know, with Inter in the first couple of seasons, mm. a lot he was going to be the next star of Brazil. His mm. power, his ability to, to be true one-on-one, his speed. It was just unstoppable. We were looking it up. Fiorentina paid two mil- less than $2 million for Vlahovic when they signed him. And, of course, there are players that you could always go back and say, all right, this player didn't work, and they spent more on him. But it's pretty incredible. Also, you know, the time that he needed. He needed a little bit of time to, to get his foot in. Is it still is it still too soon to label this guy as one of the next? You know, we talk about there's the Mbappes of the world. There's the Hollands of the world who everyone will talk about and say they're going to be dominating world football. Is it too soon to put him in that category of those yes, other two, three players? It is. How come? Because I like to see him what he's capable to do on a big stage. A lot of the players, that they had a lot of, a lot of promises and a lot of uh, potential. When they stepped up on the big stage, they... Uh, they folded. They just they they melted out. So like uh, Piontek, is that what you mean? Well, that's one of them. I mean, it's not. I, I don't. You know, I don't compare Piontek with Vlavic. I think Vlavic has got a lot more talent. But uh, uh, I'm not talking about in particular anybody that played on AC Milan. But uh, I just seen plenty of, of uh, big promises uh, players that they had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of juice, and then they moved it to big teams, and then they totally disappeared. Well, he's already he's already in Serie A. Mm-hmm. He's already done this for the past two years. As yeah. far as sco- but we're in Fiorentina. He's been in Fiorentina. Fiorentina. So. I, I understand your like point as far place, as I, I think he's a step below the Haaland and Mbappe. And, and the reason That's why I, I say I that like. right now is because he hasn't done it on the world stage, whether it be a World Cup or Champions League. He hasn't even played Europa League. So that's where you can say, okay, he's going to be a, a world-class player. And I think, like I said, he's on the step below. So all it takes is getting that opportunity to be on a team like like Antonio said, being on a team that's going to play a, a top competition like the Champions League and then being able to prove it at that stage and you're good to go. Yes, right. I, I'll tell you, I'm going to add one more thing to what he just said. When you play in AC Milan or Inter Milan or Juventus or three of the, I just say, I mean, the three best teams that we have so far, even a lot of Napoli and Roma. I mean, not even Napoli and Roma, there is the pressure that you have on AC Milan or Juventus or Inter. It's much farther yeah. than, than any other uh, team. So for me, Vlaovic is playing not with no pressure, but with a relative, relative pressure on, on his shoulder. So whether he, he do, the team wins or loses or is dying, he, he's showcasing himself without having the win the game. Because if you don't win, the highlights is on you. Oh, you didn't win. Look what you have over there. Cristiano Ronaldo. When Juventus didn't win, everybody focused on him. Uh, I mean, to, so that's what I'm trying to say is that pressure, the pressure that he says right now on himself, it's not what you will have if you if you will step on a stage like San Siro or uh, Torino or uh, uh, 
playing for I him. Can't fault him for that. He I just agree. hasn't been yeah. able to. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I'm not faulting also, him. But I said, I said, okay. uh, that's I wanted to see to get for to him level. to be anointed to be a gotcha. very big guy. You have to just prove it on a big the next step. Gotcha. Unfortunately, you have to take the next step, whether it yeah. be well, we know already because be Rocco's come up. It could be uh, anybody. Oh, we'll see. But uh, I was gonna say his first year, he had a lot of trouble adjusting to Serie A, and I remember that team Fiorentina was risking relegation. And a lot of question marks. And, and Blahovic, you know, they, they gave him the ball and said, listen, you're going to be at number nine. And he proved that he has a lot of character. And going from what Gaetano said in the past, as far as him having that attitude to, to put in the work, yeah. it, comes, it, it came a long way. It was so fun to... Uh it was so fun to mess with my dad. Remember that first year where he he hyped up Vlahovic yeah, like this guy's gonna be the best, and then he scored like what a couple goals. This guy was avoiding the podcast because oh, he kept messing with him. Every single week, we would just send the text message saying like, "Oh, your boy Vlahovic did nothing." Obviously, we were just we were yeah, just messing, messing with him at the time. And now he he's seen the clip and he's been very happy that mm-hmm. he was one of the first. And and it was cool to see a lot of the fans who were uh, saying, "I remember that episode. I remember when yeah. uh, he saw that, and I kept an eye." We also have a, a quick interview with Terachano, uh, exclusive with IFTV, that we're going to pop in over here. We were very lucky to be able to ask him just a couple questions. And hopefully in the future, this is just a first test that we try to do before Christmas, is try to get different players, coaches, and even even personalities online who we could add into the podcast to give a, a new dimension. So let us know who you want us to do next, and we'll pop in the interview now. Pietro, l'anno scorso la Fiorentina ha avuto nove vittorie in tutta la stagione, quest'anno la squadra ne ha già dieci. Cosa è cambiato? Ma sicuramente è cambiato tanto. Intanto è cambiata la guida tecnica, sono arrivati anche alcuni giocatori, però è, è sicuramente un'annata positiva, quindi c'è un grande gruppo e quindi questo poi alla lunga fa, fa la differenza. Qual è lo stile di gioco che Italiano ha portato alla squadra? Qual è la sua filosofia calcistica? Sicuramente è un calcio che a noi anche farlo da dentro diverte perché comunque abbiamo sempre il possesso palla, andiamo subito alla riconquista, quindi è un calcio che è propositivo, che, che a noi piace e rende protagonisti tutti. C'è stato qualcosa di specifico nella mentalità di italiano che ti ha colpito? No, devo dire la verità da subito perché riesce intanto a coinvolgere tutti e a far sentire importante tutti e poi c'è sempre quella sensazione di, di dover dare il massimo, di spingere e sai che comunque l'opportunità ti arriva, tiene tutti sulla corda e questo è fondamentale anche nella competizione fra di noi per metterlo in difficoltà. Se dovessi concentrarti su una cosa, quale diresti che è il più grande punto di forza di questa, di questa squadra? Sicuramente l'unione fra tutti noi che, che si vede anche in campo la domenica. Siamo una famiglia, stiamo crescendo e, e quindi ci piace stare insieme e ci piace anche giocare insieme, che è importante sia per noi che per la gente che viene a guardarci. I was very impressed with Aaron, by the way, on uh, Paramount Plus uh, interview. Ooh. Aaron. Aaron, oh, Aaron, uh, yeah, yeah. Interview Nibra. Yeah. I mean, I, said, uh, I spent some time with uh, with the kid. Uh. <laughs> did, did you see his, what he said about his legs? Yeah. He told me, he's like, oh, you told me you're a soccer player, but you're, my knee is bigger than your whole leg. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's fun. It's, uh, you know, that's what everybody should be uh, 
looking forward to. So maybe we'll see if, if we can get Ibra ourselves, or maybe Cassano. That would be spectacular. <laughs> Is it, would yes. that be your dream? Oh, yeah. Since Have you guys, ever met him? Not personally, never. You never met him? Never. Wow. I know where he lives. I know where he used to live. I know everything <laughs> about him. He has like, but I, I know, know every where bakery, he lives. I know every bakery that he uh, went in. I know every uh, grocery store that he used. Or I just know, wait wow. outside his house. I can't. I what mean, it's in Genova right now. Yeah, I'll do anything. Uh, for me, that guy is my, is my God. I mean, uh, wow. it was my God. No, it's not playing anymore. But uh, there oh, so is you just a, forget about the God? Uh, listen, the guy, he was born, he was born around the corner where Santa is. It's like the, a gift coming from the sky, okay? Santa is buried in Bari around the corner from Cassano's house. And the guy, <laughs> he was a present that uh, uh, Santa brought inside, uh, uh, inside our world to be, to be able to enjoy. For all the controversies that he creates, for all the, the beautiful uh, stuff that he puts on the floor all the time. I mean, you might not like him uh, for uh, his personality, but that's what I like him about. Uh, I like the best about him is his personality. If you met him so, and said and could say only one sentence to him or one question, what would it be? Ah, uh, one sentence. I said, thank you for uh, for uh, for all the, the, the beautiful uh, soccer and, uh, and uh, episodes of craziness that you have given to us. Why, why is he so important to you? Is it because he's from Body? He was like a symbol for Body uh, in the world? It's sort of because I remember, uh, like you guys uh, didn't buy into Vlaovic at the very beginning. I started to see Cassano playing at Inter Garage. Antonio, if you're listening to me, you know what I'm talking about. It. You know, Shani Manico and all, and all company over there. And Inter Garage was a, it's a place, like a, it's a little walled-in uh, soccer field. Uh, and uh, it's like uh, maybe 10, 15 minutes uh, by car from my house. And we used to go over there because this kid here at 13 or 14 years old, it was already the biggest talk. Wow. You cannot be a, a superstar and draw people to come to watch a 13 or 14 years old kid. So we used to go to the Inter Garage to watch Antonio Cassano playing nei pulcini nella primavera del Bari. So we used to go over there, oh, it's Cassano, it's Cassano. Touching the ball, Papa, you will read it till you know. You already know. So he was destined for greatness. You guys it are was, right. It was just it a was, matter of time, basically. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But why was it That's so awesome. important to you? Is it because he's one of you? No, he's because he proved, own? he proved that, uh, uh, you know, uh, there was never was an hype about him. And the first time that he steps on the field, and then, of course, the spectacular goal that he scores on Inter, and the fashion, the way he scored, and then his career taking off from there. And, uh, I mean... He admitted himself that if he didn't have the, the if he had a little better attitude, I'm, I know it. Not I'm sure. I know it. This guy is one of the greatest. Totti said it. This guy here is one of the greatest midfielder that he played with. So I'm gonna have to take Totti's word for good because uh, you know ah, those are uh, some of the four or five that we have uh, in the history of uh, of the game in Italy. So we have Baggio, Totti, Del Piero, but. Uh, those are the three that I trust. I will trust Totti judgments about Cassano, and I have seen him play. So, uh, wow. so Antonio, you know what? I can uh, I can just uh, have a nice conversation a in dialect with you. Uh-huh. And say uh, one thing in dialect to him. Uh, one message, if he, in case he's watching. What can I say? No, no I'm becoming emotional because uh, <laughs> you know you're putting we'll me on the crying. spot. Uh, uh, what can I say, uh, Antonio? Ci andiamo a fare una ci siamo a fare una mangiata dritta della Lalands. You understand what I just said? Okay, we'll understand. leave it at that, I guess. Speaking about Roma, Peter, if I asked you, Atalanta against Roma, how much would you have put on Atalanta winning this game? Enough. <laughs> Enough to lose. It, would lose anyone here savings? have bet that Roma was going to beat Atalanta four to one? No. No, no, no. I will, I will. I'll say a tie. Yes, a tie. I will have given Roma a tie. I think you're right. I, uh, <laughs> I, I sent a text message in our group saying I. I was saying it obviously as a joke. I said I will bet my life that uh, 
that I thought the wood in this match. I like how you clarified. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> some people take it seriously. still kill you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for the reminder. I'll, be, I'll do the honors, right? You'll do the honors. I think you have a lot of people on Twitter that would be happy <laughs> for that. And also uh, Bobo Vieri, too. I, it made me feel better when Bobo Vieri said it, too. He's like, I never would have expected yeah. this. Just because I saw, I saw the backlash when I said it. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, I would have thought about it. But what a performance from Roma winning 4-1. to one. Tammy Abraham with the brace, his first brace in Serie A, six Serie A goals. And this is, you know, sort of, this is the beauty of the Serie A this year. Because four people who literally watch this league so much every week that they decided to create a podcast just to talk about the sport that we love the most and the country that we love the most. And we can't even predict what happens in the match because it's so it's such a competitive league and it's such a toss-up this season that Roma can go two goals up early on to Atalanta and what a performance they they saw it out they got the job done huge momentum and I loved that the big talk around Roma has been they can't beat the top teams right it's what we've been saying for a long time every single time my dad would sit here grow up as a Roma fan very mad they never beat the top teams they never beat the top teams Mourinho after the match said, "All right, it's beautiful." He goes, "I can't wait for you guys to keep saying we haven't Roma haven't been a top team in 20 minutes." Yeah. What do we uh, make of this? First of all, this was like Marcos said, no one expected this. First of all, but Roma played so. This was like the Roma that we're expecting in the beginning. Tammy Abraham was going off. Zaniolo, who who everyone criticized, looked like the player he's supposed to play like. That guy was doing incredible backheel passes, the runs he was making. He had two, three guys on him. It was so fun to watch. Of course, the early goal from um, Tammy Abraham set the mood, and Atalanta felt like they were on the back foot. Third fastest in the Serie A this season. Incredible. I think it was like 50-something uh, seconds that he scored it. But Mourinho, your dad even brought it up in the live stream that we had it. He was he actually said draw, and he didn't think it was a, a win, but he said he saw what Mourinho said. He's like, we're going to Bergamo for the win. And your dad was so convinced with Mourinho. said, I was like, really? That's what they're supposed to say. But your dad was like, no, I feel like uh, he means it and he's going to do something. So he put Can a draw for that. Record? Yeah, he said on the stream. That's why I was like, uh, okay, uh, whatever. Okay. I put out the line to win. I don't know what you're talking about. But Roma looked great. Roma looked great. But there was a point in the match where it was 2-1, and there was a goal uh, taken away due to offsides that would have been 2-2. That was a huge uh, key moment in the match because I feel like if that did count... That, that very well could have went the other way because how many times did Atalanta were on the back foot and they ended up coming back scoring three, four goals and winning it. But I want to give my credit to Roma. If Roma, if they build upon this win and do something, I think the fans are going to have more patience with Mourinho just because they showed such a nice spark of what kind of football they can play. And I was in love with how they played. Great attack and football. The three-man back line looked pretty solid. And, of course, uh, Smolin back there, the leader, also gets a goal. So, Mourinho, good job proving a lot of people wrong. They got a bill from this, though. Ando, how do you feel? Well, I didn't watch the game because I was, uh, you know, uh, getting a sea bass oh, from uh, 200 foot oh, yeah. of water on, uh, nice. on a fishing trip from uh, <laughs> out of three ports, five hours uh, each way, coming, uh, going and coming back. But uh, I missed the game. I missed the crowd. I didn't miss much this guy here because he's a pain in the butt. That's but fair. Uh, I uh, I applaud uh, Roma to do uh, to do it in Bergamo too because you know uh, you know beating Atalanta is one con but uh, beat it do it beat it on their own uh, home it's uh, it's double uh, double effort and I think uh, you know great game I heard on the on the on the, the controversy that um, 
the goal was probably could have been uh, convalidated uh, from uh, you know seen by other uh, you know people I'm not sure uh, I didn't you know so I didn't Palom- look into it Palomino was technically in an offside position uh, we had a uh, Christina uncle uh, explain this maybe we could pop the audio in or something I know mm. we can't show the goal um, she's a referee and he was in an offside position there was some misunderstanding if did he really impact the play because he was behind the Roma player even if his arm is on him technically he's impacting mm. the game Gasparini was very mad do you have any takeaways from from Roma, or should we shift to Atalanta? I mean, Roma, it's it's a team that I think is right where they're supposed to be. Like I said before, so we cannot have this uh, journalistic approach where you win, oh, it's high, oh, look at Mourinho, then you lose, it's like, oh my God, Mourinho, this Roma is burning. So it's gonna be a long season. I think we've the, some of these results that we've seen throughout the year already is proving that. This is a very balanced league, and there's going to be surprises here and there, and anyone can beat anyone on, on, a, on a good day. Um, but if we saw the first goal that Roma scored, I mean, it, from 50 seconds on, you knew it was going to be Roma's day. Uh, the, the slide, the bounce off of this person, that person. <laughs> We're I don't know how right? the hell Tommy Abraham was able to score that goal. Yeah. But listen, the, the idea is put the ball in the back of the net, and you win the game. This has been my sentiment for a little while, is that everybody's just been way too negative about Roma and Mourinho. I mean, the guy's been there for four months. He's been there for four months. I look at an example even of a Sinisa Mihailovic, if you want to look for it. It's been three years, and they're finally, and now they have one of their best starts in Bologna's history. I know they lost this week, but prior to that, they had equaled their second-best ever start. So you need to give coaches time. Roma, as you said, is exactly where I never would have had Roma any higher than they were coming into the season. Realistically, I know that there were the people that were emotional and excited and thought he's going to bring you right away into Champions League, which he still can because you're in that vicinity. So he said that he needs his players. Smalling is back. Smalling was brilliant. He was a Smalling of last year. You know, there is some validity to everything that he did say. You're building a project. The project is not four months. The project is not one year. The project is two, three years. Then you evaluate. You've already committed to this. See it through. And then from there, we could judge. Of course, we're fans. We're emotional. We live this game. We want to give our input. But also, we also have to think of, we have to keep a a balanced mindset. For Atalanta on the other side, two out of the three fastest goals this Serie A have been conceded by Atalanta. And there are matches where we see this little blackout. Of, of them, of the team, even in Villarreal, the way that they started in, in that match. You know, and, and I guess when you see that, and maybe I'm being a hypocrite to what you just said about having a high and a low, does a team like that, that has these moments, go on and win a Scudetto? I don't think so. I really do not think so. And I think that Inter would never do that. Inter would never have moments like that. You have a point. You have a point. I'm sorry. And I know I, I last week, the week before, I said, you know, Atalanta can push for the Scudetto. And yes, I think they could get there. I think they could get close. But the margins and the details that are the difference between fighting for the Scudetto and being in the competition in May and winning it are are slim. Yeah. I don't know. That's how I feel. No, Marco, I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Um, With Atalanta exiting the Champions League, I think a lot of, uh, what's being said about Atalanta is, is, is it the time now that they fully focus their 
you know, their energy and put their eggs on one basket on the Scudetto and try to compete for that. They got the experience now. They got the players. They got the players coming back from injury. And, yeah, I don't think Inter would let something like this slide. And um, just Atalanta's record, their away record is so much better than their home record, which is ridiculous. At home, they have eight wins and one draw. Away, uh, no, 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 opposite, sorry. At home, uh, they got three wins, three draws, and three losses. Away, they got eight wins and one uh, draw. So they're undefeated away, and at home, they're not cutting it. You got you need you got to be um, more consistently better uh, for those home games. And if they don't pick up the slack, there's still plenty of time. It's gonna be it's gonna be margins, and I'm not sure if they could do that. But there's still the mercato going on, and there's still plenty of time. But it's tough. You were fishing. I don't know if you saw Bologna Juventus. Mm-mm. Well, neither of us, neither of us did either because the the fog. Mm-hmm. What a what a <laughs> what a hilarious! I saw I saw a tweet that cracked me up. What fog? The fog. The fog. Fog. The fog. Mm-hmm. You, you what, know what is this? Nebbia, nebbia. Oh, the fog. What do yeah, you think we fog. said? Il falco in Italian. Il falco. Uh, the falco. Yeah, because you did this. So I, yeah, I yeah. Like, yeah I was like, what are you talking about? about? I saw uh, that was the fog. I saw a tweet. It was like that was Juve's best performance of the year because <laughs> you couldn't see anything with the fog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Mike, I, I also just realized that we're supposed to show the video. I was gonna. Sorry. I was that. gonna cut you off on that. No, no. I, I, I caught it. I caught yeah. it the second I went to the. But show. I was gonna say, Marco, Roma got this incredible win, and I feel like CBS couldn't find the. Perfect time to implement when uh, Roma's uh, clip was gonna go up. They're, they're playing they're, chess, not checkers. They're, exactly, their their hype video going on, and I know you guys like it so much. So we tell we told the guys over there is like keep them coming because they're loving the uh, cinematic uh, trailers and stuff like that. The only thing I don't like is I hope I wish it was longer. <laughs> but guys, I'm gonna pop it up over here. We'll see you guys back in a minute. An eternal truth, all roads lead to Rome. 28 centuries of history, of empires and republics, of marble and magic, of idols and icons, the capital of the world. When in Rome, the gospel of the game is preached by the Gelo Rossi faithful, who worship their gladiators at the Stadio Olimpico, their very own Colosseum. From the banks of the Tiber, where the she-wolf nurtured their souls. You can hear their songs echo through the eternal city. For Roma is Rome. Painted yellow like the sun, red like their hearts. They were born great, and great they will remain. Roma, 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 heart of the city. Why we love Roma. Yeah, those are beautiful. Uh, I love, I love uh, those shots. The stuff is over. The video is over. For anyone who knows of this podcast, is we we popped the video in, but we haven't actually showed uh, Antonio the video. We did send it in the group, so if you saw, you'd remember. Those are awesome. Shout out to uh, to them on the Why We Love series. Link in the description. It's been amazing. Link in the description. We also have a thread of all of them. Uh, We hope more just keep coming in. I know everybody's waiting for their team to be covered. They're addictive, man. Brilliant. They're absolutely brilliant. Did you actually get to talk to Bobo? Yes or not? Yeah. Okay, so why, I mean, can I use you as a bridge to see if Bobo can talk to Antonio Cassano? Maybe they can invite me on Bobo TV and things like that. I can invite you on Bobo TV. Yeah, why not? What do you think? I'm not a, what, then you can invite you? 
Okay, so uh, maybe you can talk to Bob. I said, can you just bring Antonio for a few minutes just to talk to him? A few minutes, yeah. Yeah, two minutes, two, three minutes. I'll talk to Cassano and I'll talk to Bobo. Yeah, a few uh, interesting questions. So to, you uh, want to use me yeah. to use Bobo? Either you or Matteo. You or Matteo or Andrew. How do you feel after that? So you want to use me? Yeah, I want to use you. And yeah. Matteo. Yeah. And then use Bobo to get yeah. to Cassano. Well, uh, Bobo, Bobo is a big gun. Of course, it's a big gun. But uh, if that's going to be Bobo, just the bridge to Cassano, why not? I, I mean, Cassano wow. was not there. I mean, how am I going to go through Cassano? I'll try my best. Okay, so good. Oh, see? Get in there. That would be a nice Christmas present for me. <laughs> you know? I'll keep it in mind. Hey, Matteo, I'm, I'm You've I'm been nice. bad this year, though. You've been a bad, a bad boy. boy, right? You're going to get cold. <laughs> You're going to get cold. Matteo, I know those guys. They all hate us, Matteo. So uh, I trust you're yo, probably going to do a better, better job than you, this guy yo, here. I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you a scenario. You beat me in foosball, I do it. Oh! But the last time we played... You ran out of this place. Anto. Anto's going to play with a soul that game. He's not losing that. That's for sure. He's going to play possessed. I'm going to make sure you never meet Cassano. <laughs> oh, anyway. Matteo, if you're listening to this, you see what I'm dealing with? A bunch of haters. So uh, I know somebody showed a picture, your picture over there when you were a little kid with the AC Milan shirts. Now I know I know you're an AC Milan fan. So that is a, there is no more secret out over there. So uh, <laughs> I don't think it was a secret. Yeah. No, no. I mean, uh, he's a, he, you know, for a, when he speaks, when he co- when he's a commentator of, of the game, you can, can really tell. That's what you're supposed to do. It's a, what do you mean, he's what he's supposed to do? You don't do it. Oh! <laughs> oh I'm the, wow. It's fine. True. True. <laughs> I respect that. True. New New year, new me. Uh, the Fog. Juventus in the yeah. Fog. Uh, boring game, honestly, between Bologna and Juventus. We're, we're honest. You know, we say when the games are amazing, we say when the games are boring. This one was boring, just but also expected because Bologna style and Juventus style are extremely similar. Mm. It's not a beautiful football. They don't go to score a lot of goals. It's very counterattacking. Cons- uh, you know, be tight, compact, scrappy. Game, wait yeah. for your opportunity and then go. And we did see that at points. Even Bologna were, were taking more so the lead than Juventus. Uh, start off with a, a brilliant pass actually from Bernadeschi to Morata and Morata finish it off getting into a little bit of a groove he's got three goals in his last four Serie A games for Alvaro Morata really nothing else I think Juventus were losing a lot of balls in the back and I was saying to myself I've seen this story before we saw it against Venezia when they're 1-0 up they stay very content they don't have that killer instinct to go for the second you lose one pass you make one mistake somebody doesn't drop back the other team can score a goal this time they did they did give away a lot of balls, but Cuadrado did a great job scoring the second goal. Huge deflection, but the, what, the guy, what a fantastic player. Yo, he he's he's he stands straight. You know exactly what he's gonna do. He's gonna cut right every single time. But he still but it beats you. But it's it's like oh, he's got these man, yeah. quick twitch fibers in his legs <laughs> yeah, that are like ridiculous. Good jeans. For sure. Very good jeans. Blue jeans over there. Um but yeah, besides that, nothing else to say for Juventus. That team is what happened? I was just gonna say, it reminded me of Antonio when he plays soccer. Wait, as, as a joke, the, the defender that got beat. Oh, maybe. You oh, was, was complimenting you at first for the, the fog because he disappears on the field. You're not even close to what I was at your age. I okay. The speed will burn you. <laughs> you know, like you put a match on, it will do like that. Like you that, wouldn't right? even know. He wouldn't stand a chance, right, Anto? Uh, still right now. I still. Uh, I don't think I can. Uh, I can let him go that easily. I agree with you. <laughs> you're a tough player. Mihalovic, before the match, also said that Juventus, you're our direct rivals. This is direct rivals, which 
He was right. I mean, considering the style of play, the way that they, they matched up together and their position on the table, it, it's pretty true. <laughs> the table, derby team, the table. You just caught that one? <laughs> I'm just looking at you no, like you're just, crazy. Just saying, you're think of an Italian. Uh, Mid-table's not Italian, though. Yeah, I know. I didn't know it. Uh, yeah, yeah, so. Gotcha. Uh, Juventus have zero creativity, though, without Dybala and Chiesa. I think it's a real concern. There's also a story that's been coming out of Italy now with Mino Raiola, who's, uh, you know, he's he's cooking. He's cooking. This is what he does. He said that, you know, Mino could look... Uh, sorry. Mino said that the leaks could be looking to take that next step in his career. Premier League clubs, Real Madrid, Barcelona, PSG. Looking at the table for a kid like De Ligt, he has a 150 million release clause. Don't know if Juventus in this market would get that. How do we feel? Listen, to be honest with you, this is the new trend of soccer. It's soccer, it's it's devoid. It's just, uh, it's no longer, it's no longer about the game. It's, a, it's about the value of the players. It's about the money. It's the plus and the minus. It's like the revenues. It's like the quotation on the market. It's like, a, uh, you know, how much you can spend and all of this financial for play. It's more business than the sports itself. And uh, ask your father, growing up with the radio, with all of these social media that we have right now, before we used to just enjoy soccer, we're just listening to the radios. Mm. Novantesimo minuto, you never got to see or hear, you were not born. Even when you were born, that was it was gone already. The radio was the best tool that was available to everybody. Two o'clock in the afternoon, tutto il calcio minuto per minuto. That was it. It was Enrico Ameri, Sandro Ciotti, Alfredo Provenzali. Those are all people that they died. Those were the best telecronisti you were just glued to the radio put the volume higher put the volume hey what happened with the stage get it off just get it everybody was there on the radio Glued, just right? uh, nobody would have moved i mean uh, not in front of the tv because there was no no live games nothing there was no sky there was no paramount plus there was nothing not that zone zero zero that radio and the way those people they were uh, you know uh they were talking about the game and they were commentating about the game or, uh, uh, yeah, or giving you the the, 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 the stuff was, it was better than you were watching on a 3D or 4D or 5D television. The way they used to just say the play-by-play, like Matteo does from time to time over there on Paramount Plus, it was unbelievable. And if you guys can just go into the archives and pull some of those things up, you're going to see what you missed. Mm. I think I will highly recommend that uh, both of you look into the archive or tutto il calcio minuto per minuto. Just get some of those tapes and you're going to get to see it. What the passion that uh, those f- five or six guys, because there were four or fives, they, they, they gave the, you know, the, the major stadium. They gave Milano, Torino, Roma, Genova, whatever, uh, all the derbies and all the stuff. Every, there was one or two lives and then everybody popped in. You hear the, the, the noise from another field to say, oh my God, something happened. And then uh, you say, scusa me, if that was maybe Sandro Ciotti watching AC Milan against Inter Milan. Il Milan ha raddoppiato, meaning <laughs> to nothing. And then, oh, big, big time. And then when you it, it, just watch it or listening to that, uh, you're going to see it. Maybe, maybe this is what the new soccer, we're going to just brush back or just dust off some of that stuff. And you're going to see it. I'm positive that if we do that, we're going to just take off. 
Hmm. So Peter, what do you think about Delete? Uh, <laughs> delete, forget about Delete. It's not. We didn't even worth if talking you, about. You, it's not a great player if anyway. If you were Delete, would you leave Juventus? Guys, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. See, you see that how important Delete was. Delete is not even a. It's not even a factor. Delete is is a nobody as far as I'm concerned. Peter, if I'm Delete, will I leave Juventus? Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> What's the? No, I I agree with Antonio in a sense that. He's going to be the top defender anywhere that he goes. Barcelona des- desperately needs defenders. He's not going he's to not, Yeah, Madrid. he's not going to go to Real Madrid. He's not a top defender anyway. He could use a Premier League. He is a top defender. Come oh, on. Then nobody's going to pay $150 million to get uh, to stop. They'll, pick, they'll figure it out. But yeah, if I'm talking to the league. Then if I was Juventus, I'm doing everything in my power to keep the league because Bonucci and Kellini are not getting any younger. And you need somebody to, to build this team around, and you need that skeleton. And he would be a, uh, he's already a leader on that team, and that's why you know when I see when I see Kedini Bonucci starting, I tell Allegri, you better shape up because this guy is not going to be happy sitting on the bench. He deserves to play. He needs to play now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Mino's saying. And he said in the in the past where he left threats practically to to Juventus, saying, hey, if we don't see any changes, he's out. He's and now it's. Now it's just putting it into the market and and uh, stirring, like Marco said, you know, mixing the pot, cooking, cooking. It's, it's like you said. Unfortunately, is the inevitable uh, part of of the game that that we live in right now, where you know it is a business and there's going to be numbers being thrown out. And there's, there's a lot of uh, things and outlets that you can use to in order to influence something. In, I mean, in a I it's very I totally, sad. I totally agree with you in the sense that. You know, for Delete, he has to be playing. Yeah. He's the guy that should play every single match that he's healthy. He should be playing, and then it's Kilini or Bonucci. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Guys, if you yeah. ever now, seen wait from from Delete's perspective, I can't even blame him if he wanted to leave, considering where Juventus are right now. I mean, the kid wants the challenge. Number one, he needs to be playing in Champions League, and if Juventus don't get into Champions League, come on, like that's really that's tough. Then he also wants a challenge in Champions League. He wants a team around him that's not rebuilding now. You could give the example. You could say, Del Piero, Trezeguet, Camoranesi, they stayed with Juventus when they were bad. Yeah. But you can't expect all these players, especially in this generation of players, to be like that. And I don't expect it. I don't it's put it on them. It's unrealistic. If, they, if somebody does it and they prove it, yes. But until I'm proven For wrong, sure. I would never believe it. And from Juventus' perspective, I would not sell this guy for one penny less than... 150 million euros. Oh, God. But you have no reason to sell. I would never sell for anything less. That's his clause. The reason yeah. I say that, that's his clause. I see the report 70 million. 70. You do not sell what is going to be, and for me still is, the best defender, young defender in the world, for what? for less. No, Marco, first of all, I just oh, want to say I agree with Marco 100%. I think that leaked. Right now, for the future, is the best Juventus player. He's going to be there for almost the next two decades if he decides to stay. Um, if I was Agnelli, I'd make sure to get a few reinforcements in January to make sure Juve do whatever they can to no make money. top four. There's no money to get reinforcement. It's um, going to be very little reinforcement. But it doesn't. also doesn't help that uh, Raiola's the agent because he likes to pester away and talk a lot of uh, gossip here and there and... You know, look looks a little too much uh, for his client. That that could be a little destructive for Juventus, but um, that leaked. You could see he was he 21 years old. This guy's world class already, and it's gonna be hard from his point of view. 
If I if I see him in my shoes and if if I see Juvena competing uh, as a top club and stuff, that that can be very very dangerous. So the first thing I would do as Juve, make sure you make Champions League. I think that's the first step because if they don't, that's when there's a lot of questions being asked. And for the future for Juventus in terms of the youngsters, they're gonna be like, why should I go to a, a Juventus? I haven't made Champions League when I can go to an Inter, to a Milan, to a Napoli. So that can really cause it could be a domino effect if um, not making Champions League and continuing for, don't forget for that how success. Juventus got got Juve's relationship with Amino Rial is incredibly strong. He was the agent to Nedved, who's the vice president of the club. Mm -hmm. So that's the one thing that's different. You know, it's not Milan doesn't have a good relationship with Mino Raiola. It's extremely different. No, guys, it's, let it's me true. Just they, say, they don't yeah. want to work with him. Guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that like yeah. Nedved and Raiola were out to dinner last week. Yeah. Guys, together, let me just so. say something about I mean, I think you guys have some sort of a talking point about this delict. You're in love with this delict, delict, delict. Let me just say something about this guy here. You spend a lot of money because he came with a lot of promises because he was he showcased himself in those four or five games during the whatever the, the championship Ajax, yeah. Ajax I gotta tell you something if I name you the Juventus starting lineup the first four or five defenders Zoff Gentile Cabrini Furino Mura, uh, Furi, uh, Furino Morini Shirea on those five or six names take away Zoff that was the goalkeeper you have three at least three of some three of the best defender that this guy here is not, not even dreaming to become one of them it's not a nest what does that have to do with he has bed? to do it who's better than him he under has to do who's, it who's better than him on the market that's 23 years old or younger oh there's a plenty oh, no. name one name one Ten. name one defender that's better than him 23 years old or younger you well, can't. I, maybe you can argue Bastoni, but other than that, no. no but you, Bastoni is I think is Bastoni, Bastoni is a better defender. No, then I don't say better. Same Akimi, Akimi, I mean, Akimi is not a center defender, but he's a wing. He's a wing Let, wait, wait. This guy here, it's overvalued. But you can and name one person. It doesn't matter. I'm just making <laughs> you, I'll tell you, I'm making you the names of people that they were just, they made it the history of the soccer. Yeah, but and they, they, that's because they had a it, career. Listen, career to do it. Maldini, Nesta, Colovati, yeah. uh, you name it. I mean, uh, uh, Costa Curta. Those were the center defender, and they were not. They were not put it on the market by Miro Raiola or anybody. They played for it's the love situation. of the show yeah, of the shirts. What do you mean? It's a different You're situation. Up a whole new thing, skilled wise, if you look at this guy, years. skilled wise, it's nothing. I don't see anything. I don't see anything of this guy coming out of the box. It's not. It's not. It doesn't have. A, not even great feet. He's okay. He's a good defender. Good defender. Nothing great. Nothing to be to be putting. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, you know. Sleep. Losing sleep like this guy over here. I haven't that, slept uh, in two weeks. Well, <laughs> you lose sleep at the idea that this guy might be signing with somebody else because Raiola is stirring, stirring something at the okay, bottom okay. over there. Listen. You will be so happy if the guy leaves from Juventus. Let him go and play in the Champions League or somewhere else. And you take the money and you buy something and you invest on something no. young that is going to be, uh, you know. He's 23 he's years old. He's 22. He's 22. Let him go. Yeah, but you still haven't named the Like the same option. thing I'm telling you, the AC Milan squad, let Kessier go. 20 years old, Champions League final Let him go. Let him go. Champions League final as a captain. Yes, he did with Spurs. That was not final? Mino Raiola is the no, ruin of soccer. Mm -hmm. oh, Mino right. Raiola shouldn't be dealing you, with anybody did anymore. Or, did Spurs or Ajax win the Champions League? So they couldn't have been in the final together. Who won the final? It was Spurs Man City. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. No, right? I, think, I thought Spurs won. Somebody giving you $50 million or $60 million. Spurs, 
There's another English team. No, Chelsea. Chelsea. Let me put it this way. I know Ajax wasn't in the finals. They were like a second away and Lucas Moura. Want it? Yeah. They don't want me to talk. Okay. This is the problem. All right, they don't want me to. No, no, no. I know you. No, you're not moving on until I'm telling you. You are putting now this delict on the same conversation of Vlaovic. If I gotta spend seventy million dollar or eighty million dollar, I would spend in someone that produce for the team. In this particular case, Vlaovic for me is a better investment than Delit. Delit, I will let him go. Let him go. Giving you somebody 50 million dollars, oh my God. Let him go. People paid more than 50 million. It doesn't matter. He's not going to do any better than that. He's not going to be doing any better than that. Let him go. Okay. I'm done. That's that's been the AC Milan strategy of the past uh, couple oh summers. Just let them go for no, no, for free though. Yeah. Not let for free. Yeah, you're right. Let them go. Oh. I, I, can, I am. Donnarumma. I'm just saying the same thing. I'm saying the same that's thing the same about uh, about uh, about the other guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Cassier. Yeah. Let him go. All right, and then we'll see where he goes next year. If you guys are listening to me, Maldini or whatever or uh, Cassidis. Uh, let him go or just sell him for uh, scraps or be like scrap metal for uh, for the winter uh, for this December. Let him go. That's it. Okay. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about Milan Napoli as our final game. Oh, perfect. Uh, of of the <laughs> this is, has lots of controversy, lots of drama, big moments as Napoli did win one zero. Before we do get into it, we have uh, I walked in on Michael doing something. This guy's weird. I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, Peter. Peter is confused because he has not seen this video. Uh, this was totally not staged at all. I had no idea that Michael was sitting there with all these screens to promote Paramount Plus. But here's that video. All right, getting ready for the podcast. Oh, Mike, you're here already. What are you? What are you doing? I got my nice Paramount setup what, right here. What is this? Some uh, cultural games. You got enough uh, screens? And Marco, not just cultural. Uh, Paramount does more than that. Live TV shows, movies. Uh, we got Clifford the Big Red Dog. I never seen it. I want to put it on because I me? can. And no. um, you know what's the best part? I support Marco? Paramount, but not that. <laughs> the price is so good. It's cheaper than the hipster coffee shop down the block. So one of those caramel macchiatos. This. You can get like a, a few months subscription on uh, Paramount Plus. So guys, the holiday season is coming up. So if you want to get something that your family actually likes, check the link in the description. Check it out. You get a seven-day free trial using our link. And it's a one month free trial. One month now? Yeah, it's Marco, one month. I'm dancing already. So it's You're going to ruin your eyesight, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> At least I'll be happy if I lose it regardless. Yeah, fair enough. Guys, click the link in the description. Check it out. And let's go back to the podcast. I mean, Marco, I think most people do it in spare time. Marco's basically saying, I, I was watching five different games uh, from Paramount. No, you were also watching Clifford the Big Red Dog. I was watching Clifford because I can watch movies, a live TV show, news on Paramount. So I use all the resources uh, as I can. And it's such wow. a cheap price. Price, why not do that? That right? seemed like a, a an advertisement. If you're asking me, I don't know. I do that on my spare time, even at home. To with be the honest, with hat on too, with the beanie. If if it's cold, yeah, I do. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about Milan. Antonio has zero. Has not seen the video, so he has zero. You haven't either. Zero idea what we're talking about. Uh, let's talk about uh, Milanopoly. Oh my, <laughs> Anto, they're messing with you. It's okay. Yo, uh, guys, so I have to working. say, guys, I, I, I guess it's not working because uh, why are you turning red? It's all right. I watched, I watched the video right after I finished at CBS. I watched oh the video God. of you guys <laughs> reacting to that last minute. With Ludo. Ludovico falling out of this chair and then his little hand coming <laughs> up to grab me. Your laugh. That oh, was God, one of yeah, the best. That's. Hilarious. I think that was the best video of 2021 from us. 
Arguably, the Euro, the Euro ones were pretty good. That, that was the funniest video that we've ever had. One of for sure. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Okay. <laughs> good for you. So you want me to start? Yeah, why don't okay. you start? That, yeah. that, the last three minutes of the game, obviously, they were the biggest uh, uh, disgrace in terms of uh, uh, anybody that has been given a black shirt and a whistle to be going through what they did and what he put through, you know, the soccer fan. This could have been uh, you, or could have been uh, Inter, or could have been Roma, could have been anybody. You gotta tell me that you are va- evaluating that somebody's on offside when he's at the bottom of another player. He doesn't touch the ball, cannot even move. So uh, for them to go to the VAR, because he was called by the VAR, the guy was, and then he, he, he was not even convinced. And then uh, he looks at the VAR, and then he comes back into the, the, the field and says that that's, that's an offside. That's a disgrace, number one. Number two, what is going to be the next step? He's going to get a stethoscope to find out if the guy has a pulse, to find out if it's an active, <laughs> if, he's active is, uh, if the, the position is active or, or passive. That is a total disgrace. <laughs> that is a total disgrace to so find out if somebody, a pulse, <laughs> if somebody has a pulse or somebody's still breathing, then he's active. And if somebody's dead, <laughs> If that's somebody's funny. dead, that's passive. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> Crazy. Now, having said that, with all due respect, like Peter said, huh? says all the time, I think this guy here should be benched for the rest of the campionato, the ref. Okay? Number one. Number two, I want this whole thing with the bar to totally change. Have a freaking mic on your freaking wrist like everybody does on the football game and explain and explain in front of everybody, the 80,000 people in San Siro say, why you disallowed the goal, okay? Then you're not gonna get a chance to walk away alive from San Siro, okay? I'm telling you, this is really disgraceful. This is the way they're ruining this game. You got VAR to get the things, you know, to eliminate those uncertainty. And then you're telling me, is there a book rule that says that this guy here was on, it was in, in uh, for a joke passivo attivo. Is there a book, a rule? There what is the rule? Is. Where is it? I mean, you could read the rule. No, book. you can read it. You're telling me. <laughs> telling me which one is that. There is no such a thing. Yeah, there there is. is no such there a is. thing. Listen, Anto, I understand you're emotional, but it was a correct call. That was not. It was not a correct if call. If you read the rule book, ah, yeah. it's a correct call. We, we had a professional referee explain it to us yesterday. Yeah, professional well. referee. Like the guy that was a ref in the AC Milan game. That was a professional referee yeah, too. Both listen, professional. listen. I understand your emotional. There are plenty of other referees that they disagree to, completely with the professional referees that you are, uh, that you are putting on, uh, on the table right now. I haven't heard a professional referee disagree with the decision. Now, okay, let, let's explain the situation, right? So there's a situation where... We first of all we didn't know what the call was. Yeah. I they were saying handball. They were saying foul. Offside, the official yeah. call was in offsides, right? So that's what we're gonna judge. They were saying Giroud. He went up for this header. He falls. Juan Jesus on top of him. He's in an offsides position because he's laying on the ground. He does not touch the ball. Juan Jesus kicks the ball out. Milan score. They check back. They say Giroud is affecting the game, even if he didn't go and touch the ball because of him attempting to touch it and hindering Juan Jesus in clearing the ball properly. That is what the call was. Now listen, Anto, the rules, technically, yes it is. Now I was gonna agree with you in the sense that for me, the rule, I'm not I'm not disagreeing that it should not have been called. For me, what is Giroud doing to really affect it? Do I see him 
really hold. I know people have said he's he's hitting the guy. He doesn't really touch the ball. He's underneath Juan Jesus. Juan Jesus, I don't think, would have done anything different if Giroud wasn't there. If we're talking about offsides, not a foul. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about that, I don't think he really impacted the game. But I do understand that technically, with the rule, it is offsides. Do I agree with it? No. That's my stance. I'm not going as far as, as you are. Technically, by the rules, the referee did the correct thing. Peter? Oh, yeah. Listen, you. I think by the rules and by the interpretation of the referee, Giroud is actively trying to get the ball. He's lifting up his leg the exact same time that the ball is coming. So he's trying to anticipate Juan Jesus. Yes, you see it. I what just I wish say, they're going to call an Inter Milan 20 of those. I'm saying, and I'd like to it, see what you're going to do, what you're going to say. It's a harsh call and especially a, a game-tying goal at the end. You know, it's better to have a one point than to lose that game. But, you know, the referee saw it in a certain way and, and he, his interpretation was that Giroud being on the offside position, trying to play the ball, causes... Uh, Juan Jesus to make that clearance in that style. Mm-hmm. Um, we see it all the time. How many times? All the time? When? Not <laughs> Name me one time. Explain. Not when the player's on laying down like that. Oh. But when a player is offside, let's say, that walks in front of the goalkeeper. Yeah. Blocks his vision. Right? Blocks his vision. Yeah. He could be passive. He doesn't even know what the hell's going it's on. That's a that was not the case. That was not the case. Or, the but case. that's offside call. Or if, for example, a player is offside and a defender... To, in order to save, mm. right, he makes that play. Like Atalanta. Mm. Right? Explain to me, please, in English <laughs> or in dialect or, or even uh, explain to me in any other si- Have you seen another situation like that before? Have, yes or not? Very rare, One word. It's very rare to no, see it. Say so then yes there's or no not. precedent then. Hello? There's no precedent That's then. why. So the referee that's can call why. it. So that's why. It. So he can call that's it. Not, that's why this should never have been called because that's a, a un fuorigioco passivo. Capisci? Somebody that is 90% on the floor, flat, horizontal. Can, can someone score like that? Wait! Can someone score don't that position? Don't BS me! Can someone somebody score in that position? Somebody is horizontal on the floor with his hands and with his legs and somebody is on top of him. How the hell are you going to call this an active, an active uh, 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 offside? How? Never happened in the history of soccer. Never! <laughs> Never! Don't laugh! Don't laugh! This is not a laughable joke. It has never happened. I think this guy here should be reviewed. Should be reviewed. It should be a disgrace. This is just a, never, never should be called something like that. Let's talk about um, the. We, we already explained. Uh, we explained that the call was technically correct. Antonio does not agree. Uh, I maybe disagree with the rule, but I do mm-hmm. understand that it was a correct call. Let's talk about the game for, yeah. for a minute because you know we criticize a lot talking about drama. But how about we talk about the actual match that was at display? The first goal I think really changed the match for uh, for Napoli. Elma scoring within five minutes, changed the game plan, changed the style. These were, I will say, it was not a beautiful match. And I think it was hindered by the amount of injuries that both sides had. We did not see the best of, you know, these were the two teams that went undefeated for the longest time in the beginning of the season. Their first 11-12 matches were brilliant. You did not get to see that beautiful display, I thought, from both sides. I think Napoli did control most of the match. I think that Napoli looked like the home side. Not that they played unbelievable, but more than AC Milan did. And I think that Napoli did deserve to win in the end. I will say that they were hindered by injuries. And if Petagna could score with his feet, 
then it would have been 2-0. Mm-hmm. Milan disappointed me in the attack. I thought there was too too much lack of quality between Krunic, Brahim Diaz, Messias, and then Ibra. If he's not serviced, it's not like he could create anything else. So you, you know, you lost those four players on top. Besides the header that Ibra had in the beginning, not much else. That is not enough for a Milan that wants to win, go on and win the Scudetto at home against Napoli. I think you were really hurt by your injuries and you didn't do enough with the players that you had. I disagree. I got to tell you something. First of all, AC Milan played played uh, played the game. I don't think Napoli really deserved to win because, uh, what you, you know, what AC Milan deserved the game. I mean, didn't deserve to win because uh, he was obviously not uh, the best game that they played. But uh, he deserved, the tie was uh, the, the least that they should have done. They had a lot more chances. Although you don't, you might disagree with that. First of all, even uh, uh, Petania, Petania didn't even get to take the shot because Tomori was uh, quick enough just to take the ball away. It's not that he took a shot and then Tomori the was shot. great. Okay, so Tomori took the ball away from him. So it's uh, it's more Petania's fault than Tomori. You know, uh, you know, Tomori I think deserves the credit for taking the ball away defense, from him. I think your defense as a whole was your better part. Uh, listen, Tomori they scored great. in the first four or five minutes, and then uh, you know, the, the game just uh, did flow on, on their way. But uh, as far as uh, Napoli uh, just dominating the game, I didn't see that. Okay, it, it didn't happen. I don't know what kind of a game they you were, were watching. More control of the game, I should well, say. Well, they were a little bit slightly more, more Sorry, uh, not dominant. They, they were, were more control of the yeah, game. Yeah, they. Be, you know why? Because they were just uh, you know uh, uh, wait, waiting for uh, for all this Milan on their midfield, and then they were uh, doing some counter here and there. Other than that, they didn't. Uh, but Milan were at home. You would expect yeah. them to control the match. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we didn't uh, we didn't uh, break through, and uh, the only chance that we had that the ball went in was disallowed. But aside from that, Ibra had two three shots. Okay, he had the header, he had the, the shot from the left-hand side that, uh, uh, what's his name, Ospina made a big uh, a big save. And then uh, uh, Messias had a nice, beautiful left shot that just slightly went, uh, went off. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great shot. And then uh, Florenzi had another big shot over there that it went, uh, it went very close to, uh, uh, to the post. Hey, it is what it is. We had a bad day. And, uh, you know, the biggest disappointment, to be honest with you, was Kessie for me. The biggest disappointment. It was like a walking zombie into the field. Krunic. I mean, I don't expect much from him, but Kessier is supposed to be the engine of AC Milan. His body language and his attitude, it's not what you know I'm used to see it. And I think this guy here, I think should be shown the door uh, or maybe should be put it on the market, me personally. Being an AC Milan fan, I'm saying on live, I mean on the podcast right now, and I'm sure maybe somebody's gonna be hearing this. If you don't wanna play on AC Milan because you are, uh, you are uh, you know, getting a lot of offer from all over the places, just put it on the table. Maybe somebody, the, the the management is gonna say, hey, listen, you don't wanna be here. We can afford your your price. Just go, put him on the market right now. I wanna be to, to be sold in December. So then you you give it a chance to another player. Benasser, if he was on the game, he would have done a much better job because Benasser is not on the market. He renewed his contract and all the stuff. The fact that that uh, Pioli is saving him a, a little bit is because he's probably a little doesn't have the 90 minutes on his legs. But I want to see more Benasser playing than Kessier. So Kessier, I would just let him go. Okay, I just put it on the. I will just pack it. I will make a, a present that look like a package. I said I put him in, and I will ship him out. Michael, Anto, what I was think, your takeaway from the entire match? Anto, I think first of all you're blinded uh, from your for your love of AC Milan because um, Nap- Milan Napoli, Milan did not step up. I don't think they stepped up. I think Milan uh, played the better game, 
if they had a decent striker, because Petania, that guy, I don't know what he's doing there. He's not Napoli quality. If Mertens started, I think they would have won uh, 2-0. You could say the Tomori tackle, whatever, but it was Petania who didn't know how to control the ball with a horrible touch, which gave Tomori the end to look like a nice tackle, but it was on him. And Milan was playing at home. This was their chance to go closer Inter, which they knew the pressure was on, playing at uh, a packed-out San Siro with Bobo Vieri on the sidelines, thanks to Paramount+. Plus. And they didn't show like they, they belonged in the top. It was uninspiring football from them. And Milan, who traveled, looked like they were playing at home. And that, that says a lot. I don't know. It says a lot about uh, Milan and uh, Pioli. A lot of question marks. And you can't just say the injuries because Napoli had a bunch of injuries too. And they were much hungrier than Milan over there. Yeah, I understand the goal it was harsh and all that stuff. But... I think Milan uh, did not deserve uh, to get a point out of that match. I got to say. I think you're a little harsh. I don't think so. They were playing at home. They knew what they had to do, and they didn't step up to the play. And but I was like, and I expected more from them. I mean, I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say either side. I mean, I, Napoli were not brilliant either. It wasn't a great game from either one. The one thing I'll say, a comment about Petania, because I was just thinking about that. The reason why he played Petania is because he wanted a big number nine to hold, to hold yeah, the center backs, uh, center defenders further back. So strategic. Spalletti's not stupid. He knows who Petania is. When he's played Mertens, he's he, Mertens. If you check the stats, we we had talked about this before. He never, when Osiman was there, he never subbed out Osiman. He went in for Zielinski. He went in for a different type of player. So what he, it's a different style of match. He needs a guy that holds it up. That's why Petania was playing. So to say that if Mertens was playing, they would have done this. I don't agree with that. I think that Petania. I'm the last person that will stick up for Petania, mm -hmm. but with Spalletti's style, he needs that big guy to help open the space for the players like Lozano, Zielinski, or mm -hmm. others to move in and around. Peter, you haven't said anything about this match as a whole. Yeah, Antonio has thought Milan has done way better. We've kind of been more so on the Napoli side. Where did you sit? I mean, if you want to uh, pick which team was better, slightly Napoli, but the only reason why is because they won the game. Um, because to be quite honest, I thought they, like Antonio said, they were in a position where they can sit back and time what they had to do. I think in the midfield, they were a lot better. They were better than Milan. Yeah. And Milan were forced to have to go more direct. They were trying to get more of a long ball to Ibrahim, which doesn't change anything. But uh, if you look at the stats, even, both teams took only two shots on target. Yeah, and that, that's, that's very right. poor for, for 90 minutes of two of these top teams such as Napoli and Milan um, but I have to say I give a little bit more uh, slack to Napoli given the fact that they were already winning one nothing, and I expected more from Milan to be able to yeah. tie this game you should not be waiting to the 90th minute there should be shots and, and more pressure going forward uh, both teams were hindered by you know lack of their star players um, and, and we saw a very mediocre game I think from from what at least what we expected um, I think Spalletti did a very uh, good job with his with his decision making keeping even Petania I mean obviously the quality of Mertens and I think even a blind man would see that um, and just you know just wasn't enough from Milan I think if we look at it, it just wasn't enough mm -hmm. to say hey you know, we're in for the Scudetto race. And we have many games left. So, Milan, Napoli, they're right in it. Because Inter could slip up one game and now all of a sudden it's a one point. And, yeah. every, and the world ends as... Uh, <laughs>
as uh, the journalists in, in Italy make it I seem. I think the world will begin. <laughs> I mean, I question a lot, a lot, a lot of Pioli, Pioli starting lineup because, uh, you know, I mean, the only one that I agreed with was Messias and, uh, and Ibrahim over there on, on the middle, but uh, this Krunic, Krunic does not belong over there to me. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's not quality. Yeah. It's not quality. Uh, you know, you can have really sub, uh, you know, Leao for uh, or Leao or Rebic and you put Krunic over there. Leao is not fully... Uh, fit. I know, but uh, what I'm saying there is just else. put Salas Maker, put uh, we have a lot of other Castillo. options over there. Castillo, but Krunic, Krunic is not good. But enough. even even Brahim, I mean, he is he's got he got bullied off everybody. I love Brahim. I was getting made fun of the entire day by uh, my Grella because you know I, I talked big about Brahim, and he did get bodied off. And we should say the one name that we have not mentioned all podcast that probably should have been the first thing that came out of the match, Rahmani. For Napoli, yeah. was brilliant. And Juan Lozano played a spectacular game for Napoli. The two center backs were yeah. really, stepped really on. strong for Napoli. And that's probably the biggest thing that I would never have expected. I would not have thought that they could do we, such a good match. Also, credit to Milan. I mean, we lost Tomori, the game in the midfield. Tomori, Tomori did a brilliant job in defense. Romagnoli, I think he looked good because of he was marking Petagna, to be honest with you. And Petagna even could he, mark even himself, he could, bro. Even he could catch up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but... That those were probably the best players of the of the game for them. Difficult match. I agree with what Bobo Vieri said after the match as well. That this is not decisive for the Scudetto. No. I don't think it was before. I don't think it was after. I'm happy that it was not a tie because I didn't want to see a tie from either of these sides. Doesn't really do. I, I don't like to just be content with one point mm. either side. And I think Milan they did this two matches in a row. The match against Udinese and now the last five minutes they turn it on and they're like, oh wow, all right, we need to go for it. Where I wish that understanding was there earlier on in the match because I think it could have been even more beautiful than than it, it was. No, I think um, what I, I'm sorry, Mike. What I, what I'm saying is what I'm very disappointed on seeing on the game of AC Milan lately is those long balls. I mean, AC Milan is not the play the the, the team that is going to just uh, trying to uh, you know bypass the, the midfield with those long balls. And uh, I've been seeing the last two three games uh, even with with Atletico and with uh, I don't want to see those long balls. Even though we have two towers over there, with uh, at the same time we were having Ibrahimovic and uh, and the Giroud on the middle. The long ball is not the solution to win games. You have to just put the speed on the wings and just come and cross to the ball for those two big guys to uh, in order to be able to hope for something yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. To, to happen uh, you know on our side but again it's it's a very, it's a very bad stretch we've been going through i hope it does uh, the new year is uh, it just brings up a new uh, new freshness uh, to the team and to the maneuver uh, that Milan has and i think it's a cup that we're going to get over with we're not in any crisis the way everybody's suggesting so uh Who just you no, I've been reading. I've been reading the news, and this guy here too. Not suggesting there's a crisis. <laughs> wait, there's a yeah. stat. Uh, I I want to say a few yeah. quickly. Why do you listen to him, man? No, I, I didn't Don't say anything. I didn't on, say anything Anto. to him. But I you do want to say you. you believe who you are. No, oh, you know the thing is that they're breathing on my neck. I'm watching the game between him and this guy here breathing. I was very quiet that stream. Why don't you come watch the game with me? Come watch the game with me. I'll go. I'll go. Yeah. So I want to say we're happy over there. The stat was the past seven Serie A games. Um. Milan only managed to win two of them. There so, it goes again. No, I just want because there was a lot of back and forth on this. Uh, does this trouble you at all, or you think it's just a hiccup? And once the team is a hundred percent, they can go back to the winning ways, or is it more than a slump? It's a it's a it's, it's not a hiccup. A, it's a hiccup. Yeah. Okay. It's not a slump. You see how he does okay. a backhanded question to it's you? Okay. Yeah, it's just, right. yeah, just, that's just, what they call him, Mike the Instigator. Uh, no one calls know, me that's that. That's what they call him, no the Instigator. I just but, put uh, you know, you're going to have to try a little harder before you can get to me. So it's not a... Guys, before we I'll try next that, time. Before we can go to I'll try harder next time. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Before we conclude the podcast, uh, we, we'd have to talk about uh, Lazio for a second. Uh, Lazio, they did win 3-1 against Genoa. Luis Alberto, two assists. Uh, he was on the bench, actually. And then he got two assists. Genoa are just terrible. We knew that this was a disaster to yeah, bring Shashenko in at that time. Also, how stupid do you have to be? On, I'm just, like, very bluntly. Who is fighting for relegation and brings in Shashenko? I love Shashenko, but this, this was not the project to bring him in. A team that's fighting for relegation, every single Serie A team, what do they do? They get a guy that's extremely experienced, who's been there before, who's really good at saving yeah. teams from relegation. You don't bring in Shashenko. It's not fair to him. Mm. It's not fair for where the team is. Look at like uh, Andrea Zoli, who understands uh, Serie A. They got him at Empoli. Uh, a coach like that was made for there, and Genoa is very disappointing. The one thing I'll say about Lazio is what's going on with Sarri. And I just want to conclude it, guys, real quick with this. It feels like there's tension already with Sarri in Lazio. Both from, I've spoken to some of their fans. You know, most, the general, I think, are they're optimistic. But you're hearing these, we, we knew in the past that sometimes he breaks locker rooms, right? He doesn't always get along well with, with players. Players don't love to play for Maurizio Sarri. Yes, you'll get some. But at the moment, there's talks of Luis Alberto, who doesn't want to play with Sarri. And now, the latest is Milinkovic Savic. That Milinkovic Savic could leave Lazio mm-hmm. because they're not him and terms. him and Sarri are not agreeing. Yeah, what do we make of this? He created uh, he created this uh, this uh, kind of uh, you know feud between uh, oh the, him and Luis Alberto cannot be on the same team at the, uh, at the very beginning of the season. I'm actually maybe toward to the middle of the the the, the first half, and uh, those guys have been playing together for uh, four or five years before even Sarri got over there. No, all of a sudden Sarri comes in. Like I agree with you 100 with you. This guy, he. he Everybody's giving him too much credit for uh, what he has done at Napoli the first seasons. For some reasons, I think he got to his head because, I mean, I know he won with Chelsea, won with Juventus, but uh, to me, it doesn't have the quality. Uh, uh, that doesn't have the quality and, uh, you know, the, the, the style that, uh, you know, he can buy. I mean, a player, a, a, you know, a professional can buy into his philosophy because, uh, you know, his attitude, his pen, his writing, and his, 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 his little, cigar you know, butts. cigar butts and all the stuff. It's, it's not cutting it for me. It has nothing to do it's with It's not cutting it for me. It's, I don't think the players, they buy it. Nobody, nobody. Because <laughs> he no, writes no, notes. No Listen. Well, that could be true. I mean, I don't, act, I, don't, I don't think he's writing down right. notes and smoking a cigar have anything to do it with. It does, because a lot of people, they're looking at that stuff too, because they look, body language is very important. Psychologically, somebody can be affected by somebody, even the way somebody but it looks at you. Mm. Okay. But why is writing notes bad? I don't know what the hell is he writing <laughs> to begin with. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe just writes, the game just started. Oh, 45 minutes, I need to take a, uh, I need to take a soda. Or uh, I coffee, don't know what the coffee. hell does he write. Listen, you don't need to write anything. Uh, if you really wanted to watch the, the point game. Of, the point is yeah. that he's had issues in the past with locker rooms. Obviously, yeah. he keeps... A short roster, in right. a sense, where he only plays these 15 players. Doesn't rotate. Um, he's coming into a, a Lazio team that has had, you know, recent uh, success, if you if you want to put it, compared to what they're expected to do. So now you come here and you want to revolutionize everything and, and do your way. There's You're always going to hit a little bit of a brick wall, I right. think. The, the interesting thing is now Lazio, uh, as far as the ownership and, and the team, you know, it's about picking... Who you go with? Do you go with Sadio? Do you go with the players? Mm-hmm. And you also don't want to be able. You don't want to short sell any of these players because if they're not happy and people know they're not happy, no one's gonna pay the, mm-hmm. the prime dollar. Um, I think Sadi renewed 
Yeah, was that? No, he actually re- or or extended. Lotito said he, it's gonna happen. He okay. said he, uh, full confidence uh, towards him in two years for the Christmas uh, dinner. That's so wild. So they put they do put his faith in it, but I just find it crazy how um with Sari they, I feel like this would you would think this would be the perfect team. You would think oh the midfield of dreams we talk about um Lazio's midfield the best in Serie the best in Serie. Sari feeds off the midfield. That's how he wins. That's how he plays his beautiful football. And then he comes here. So uh, I'm not a good relationship. Not doing this. Like, and they don't. They play one of the better midfielders, and the other two sit on the bench. Like, what's going on over but there? Going to even to Antonio's point. Yeah. Through all that he says, he has some uh, points where point? no. <laughs> how we act more you're so. No, no, you have to buy what Into the him. coach is selling. Yeah, of course. So Sari has a very particular style. He's very. Uh, more of a sergeant, right? Of as far as how he wants the game to be played. I even see him on the. If you see his body language on the sidelines, he's always going like this. Because he's annoyed. Upset, the, yeah. Because the players are not doing what he wants. Exactly. He wants to What's touch robots. The bump, bump, like bump, 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 Let me let me give you one stop. So when you have sometimes you have these creative geniuses, which is Milinkovic, Savic, Luis Alberto. They need to have the freedom mm-hmm. that we see with Inzaghi on this Inter team. Mm-hmm. That he gives the players the freedom. So from having freedom and then now all of a sudden being jailed, that's mm-hmm. true. The players are not going to be happy. Let me just say, Come give on. you one stat. The first year in Napoli, he lasted one year. Boom! He did a Ooh. great job in the uh, two three quarter of the Sari. I'm talking about Sari. Yeah, he, he was there for three, four years. Yeah. Yeah. Five. No, three, four. He years. did one year of a great job. One year of a great job. Right. So. I All know. of a sudden, he gets to the, goes to dinner with it's the Laurentiis. Everything, yeah. everything yeah. goes down south. He goes to to Chelsea. How long, how long did he last in Chelsea? Two years. Okay, okay. four years at Napoli. By yeah. the way, two how years. Many years at Chelsea. Chelsea, uh, one season. One Twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen. Yeah. Okay. Right. So anyone in Europa League? One year gone. Yeah. It goes to Juventus. How long did he last? One, one year. year. But he oh. won the Scudetto. It's one also, second. It's also one not second. That, it's not that fair. Okay. I mean, one yeah. second. Let it's me really finish. What's not fair? I'm telling you what's not fair. What that the guy, <laughs> the guy's personality is very, very, very difficult to buy well, we if you are a soccer that. player. Well, we all just agreed with that. Well, I, he comes with, that that's a problem with Sadi. I don't like the baggage that he comes with. It comes like, with I a, don't I don't yes. like everything that he comes his with. Antics. I mean yes, his yes. style is beautiful. But I'm starting to believe that that style can only work with a young team that you have to build from the ground up. I mean, to Peter's point, these are great players who have creative freedom. And yes, people will say, oh, they didn't win a Scudetto. They didn't win this. They didn't win that. But they still, they achieved a lot under Inzaghi. He brought that team to do a lot of good things. So they felt that. And now you're saying that they can't play together yeah. and, and overthinking things. Exactly. So maybe this fit was not as good as we might have thought. It. Michael Grip made up a great point. You would have thought this would have been perfect with the midfield. People said, at Juventus, he didn't have the midfield. Now he's got the midfield. Now you're going to see the Sadi ball. But we're not seeing it. And and still, still early, too. Hey. But the best with Sadi, it's early. With Sadi, it's early. You give him yeah. that six month. Like, but yo, you're 100% right. But at the same time, is it early for your players to be pissed off no, at you? Of course not. You, and can't not have, you can't have Luis Alberto and Milinkovic Savic mad at you. Yeah, exactly. These are assets to the club that you ask any team in Europe. Maybe any team in Europe, they want these guys. Yeah. I mean, there's teams everywhere that are looking at them saying, they're upset, I'm going to buy him. I want to grab him right now in January. It's just not good for the club. If the club does the strategy, which Lotito seems like, I'm sticking with Sadi, then okay, go let, with it. Let me tell you something. If you go to Rome to watch the game right now, I mean, to, to watch Lazio's playing, the, on the back of the Tifosi shirts, you don't see Sarri. 
you see Luis Alberto and you see Milenkovic Savic. So you're going to tell me that this guy here is going to overrule, overrule Otito and company and Tare over there to say, hey, listen, this is my philosophy. Those two guys that cannot play together. But why are they giving him a two-year renewal then? I, first of all, it's not official that he No, died. but he said but it. Lotito he put his said word. We're giving him a he put his word in. The Lazio's franchise is built around Luis Alberto and Milenkovic. If these guys here, they're gone, I think Lotito has made, has made already his decision. Let's Maybe Lotito wants to cash in and wants to sell the team. Well, he's got to sell one you team. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> guys, Breaking I don't news. know. Guys, a great podcast. Um, my dad never showed up. Unfortunately. This guy. Yeah. What are we going to do with this guy? Um, no, well, uh, we got a basket over there full of goodies. That's true. He, goodies. he le- yeah, he left all of that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We don't need them. Yeah, we got, we got yeah. Hey, please delay a little bit more so we can just <laughs> go through the goodies again. Very good, guys. As uh, always, thank you for watching. Subscribe, like, comment. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody. We'll probably have another episode coming soon, but just in case, Happy New Year, guys. We'll see you soon. As always, thanks for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, Ciao guys. Ciao. And Forza. Forza, Forza, Forza Milan, of course. Serie A, but okay. All right. <laughs> Ciao, guys. All right.